You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 133. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Well, you can work smarter, not harder, by starting to double recipes every time you make something. Welcome back, veggie lovers. Happy Sunday. I'm so excited about this episode, and I'm So excited to share all of these wonderful tips about batch cooking and food prepping, kitchen organization. So this whole week on my Instagram, I'm going to show you what I'm doing in my kitchen to organize. I'm going to be giving you all of Tammy's tips that you'll hear in today's episode, putting them in infographic. So definitely, if you don't already follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'm at the Dr. Yami. So follow me there. And of course, follow Tammy at Nutmeg Notebook. Before I tell you more about Tammy, Just want to remind you, and especially if you're a new listener to my show, that I have lots of free resources that you're going to love. They're going to help you on this path to a plant-based lifestyle or a plant-predominant lifestyle, but also for some sustainability ideas, things like that if you're interested. You can find it at dryami.com. That's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com for slash free. I have lots of goodies like how to replace meat, how to replace dairy, eating out, zero waste swaps, nutrients of concern for those of you wondering, do you need to supplement your B12 and things like that? So lots of great freebies. Check it out, dryami.com forward slash free. I also have written a book. Thank you, Tammy, for giving it to your daughter. Thanks for that shout out. It's called A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy. You can find it on all online booksellers like Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I've had many listeners and followers reach out to me saying that they have requested that their public library carry the book. And once they started carrying it, it's like checked out for so long and like a waiting list. So thank you all of you that have requested that your library carry my book, A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener of this show. I really appreciate you coming back every week and listening to these episodes, giving me feedback. I want to read this five-star review from Apple Podcasts by Weekly Train titled Informative and Entertaining. 
I met Dr. Yami's husband on a mountain bike tour I did in Oregon this year. We talked generally about being on a plant-based diet, and he shared with me his wife's podcast that she hosts. I tuned in after returning from the trip, and I love Yami. I actually don't have small children anymore. However, I find plenty of her programs to entertain me and increase my knowledge about eating a plant-based diet. I am going to be a grandma for the first time in February. Congratulations! And recommended Dr. Yami's podcast to my son and daughter in law. She listens more than he, but she said she's learning a lot and giving her ideas about feeding her baby as it grows. Thank you so much, Yami, for such a great resource to eat and stay healthy. Thank you so much to you, Weekly Train, for tuning in. And thank you to my husband. I appreciate you talking about my podcast and all the things that I do when you're out on your mountain bike trips. How cool is that? Thanks, babe. Remember that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment. So if you have concerns about you or your child's eating, nutrition, or growth, please consult your healthcare professional. Okay, let's talk about Tammy. You guys are going to love Tammy. She is so adorable and beautiful and so wise. She has got this batch cooking thing down and she loves it. I am telling you. She just, I mean, I know we could have talked for another hour or so about all of the things that she does to help sustain her lifestyle in a low stress way. And it's so great. So Tammy Kramer shares her love of living a whole food, plant-based, oil-free lifestyle on her blog, nutmegnotebook.com and on her Nutmeg Notebook YouTube channel, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. She put an end to four decades of yo-yo dieting when she transitioned to a whole food plant-based diet and finally achieved a healthy weight and more importantly, discovered the secrets to easily maintain it, five years and counting. Tammy now teaches plant-based weight loss and cooking classes in her local community. Everyone can find her most Sundays at 4 p.m. Pacific on her YouTube Nutmeg Notebook live show where she and her husband, Tom, share all about their plant-based lifestyle. Her passion is sharing what she has learned and how to get healthy and stay healthy one meal at a time. So her website is nutmegnotebookaltogether.com, nutmeg like the spice. And then her YouTube is also called Nutmeg Notebook. So please check her out. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook. She posts lovely, beautiful pictures of her food and her batch cooking every single week. Her husband, Tom, is also so adorable. They have great information. I'm going to be binge watching their YouTube channel because as you know, and unfortunately probably heard in the background several episodes ago, the construction that was going on in my house, I did a complete remodel of my kitchen that I've been planning and saving up for, for five years. My dream has finally come true. I am head over heels in love with my kitchen. If you believe in mermaids, my kitchen looks like a kitchen that a mermaid would have. It is so beautiful. I love my tile. But with this remodel, I was determined to get uber organized and make it so that I could increase my efficiency and my effectiveness at batch cooking, prepping, keeping us healthy and organized and just decreasing stress. We already follow a minimalist lifestyle, but I just wanted to take it to the next level, get more sustainable, low waste. So I'll be talking about all of that throughout 
the next coming weeks and months, I'm sure. And in April, when I do another series on sustainability and minimalism, low waste lifestyles. So in this episode with Tammy, we talk about her story. One of the things you'll learn is that she was prompted to change her diet and lifestyle because of her health and her cholesterol. So you're going to hear what happens with that. We're going to hear when she actually started batch cooking, which was way before she adopted a plant-based lifestyle, how she fits it into her schedule, her exact routine, what she does, how long it takes people or how long she recommends people give it when they first start batch cooking. We talk about food storage, maximizing the space in your fridge freezer. If it's helpful to maybe have extra fridges and freezers, how to use your freezer more effectively. So many, so many great tips, her favorite kitchen tools, which ones she feels are essential and which ones are like the bonus ones that she loves. And of course, what she wishes people knew and what habit she's most proud of. Lots of wonderful tidbits in here, guys. You're going to love it. You're probably going to want to listen to this one more than once. Take notes and get started. So can you start every time you make a meal, can you start doubling it at minimum? and saving the other half of it, either in your fridge or your freezer for later. That is a really easy place to start, and that is her call to action. Okay, enough from me. Let's proceed to hear the conversation between me and Tammy Kramer. I hope that you really enjoy it. Tammy, so excited to have you on Veggie Doctor Radio today. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. I'm a huge fan of yours. I bought your book for my daughter so that Aww. she could educate herself about um, how to properly feed her three children. And, you know, and it made a huge difference in their life, not just for her, but for the kids as well. And so I can't thank you enough for that, for doing a book like that. It was so needed. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, I have to reciprocate reciprocate that I'm a huge fan of yours. I consider you like one of those power grandmas, you know, like <laughs> you're like doing all this stuff. Plus your food is so beautiful. You make whole plant food looks so mouthwatering and amazing. But what I just admire the most about you is how you are so dedicated to your weekly batch cooking and meal prepping, which is why I wanted to have you on the show today, because I just remodeled my kitchen. It's beautiful. And I'm ready to fill that fridge, make it look all beautiful, have everything organized. And I thought that since I'm going on this journey, I want everybody else to come along with me. And so that's why I have you here as an expert on this subject. But before we delve into that, give us a little bit about your background. Tell me your story. How did you discover plant-based nutrition and how did you get where you are today? Okay, great. Well, you know, I have always loved to cook and I actually had a food blog before I wow. went plant-based and um, I've always been interested in nutrition and health and thought I was doing a pretty good job of it when I was following the standard American diet. But in about 2002, 2003, um, uh, I, oh no, at 
it was in 2012, I'm sorry, I was going in for my physical and my doctor said, hey, you know, your LDL cholesterol has been on a trend of climbing the last couple of years. And if this continues, we're going to need to put you on a statin. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. My parents are both on statins and they complain a lot about the side effects. And he said, well, it's just genetics. That's just what it is. And I thought, I don't believe this. You know, there was just something about it. So I started doing some internet research, you know, Dr. Google, and uh, started learning a little bit about plant-based eating. I stumbled on Dr. Furman, actually saw a special that he did for PBS. And so I bought his book, Eat to Live, and my daughter read it and I read it. And we were planning her wedding at the time. So it was like bad timing, you know, (laughs) don't need to do a a huge lifestyle change uh, in the middle of planning a wedding. And so I just put everything aside, but I thought, um, you know, can I come back to this? So after the wedding, um, I, I did, I decided, you know, I'm going to have to do this. And my daughter was student teaching at the time. And so she was home early in the afternoon and she called me and she said, mom, are you watching Dr. Oz? And I said, no, she says he has Dr. Furman on there. You need to do this. This is what you need to do. So, um, so that was very encouraging. And so I did, I started following what Dr. Furman laid out, you know, his G bombs and um, eating a salad every day as one of your main meals. He says salad is the main dish and, uh, and it worked great. Uh, my LDL cholesterol dropped about 40 points, got me wow. down. Yeah. To just under 100. Uh, I lost weight. I was feeling great. Uh, I got my husband on board initially. He was like, you can't tell me I can't eat meat. And I said, that's okay, but just know that I'm not going to cook meat anymore. And he said, I'll eat whatever you fix. But, you know, he was still making some meat on the side. But what happened was, as time went on, the healthier he was eating at home, then when he would travel and not eat healthfully, uh, his GI tract would get upset. And so he realized, wow, my food really has a huge impact on how I feel. And so eventually, it took him a couple of years, but eventually he joined me completely 100% plant-based. So I was thrilled about that because, you know, initially I got into it because I wanted to prevent my LDL cholesterol from climbing. But my dad is a insulin-dependent type 2 diabetic, Mm -hmm. so I also wanted to avoid that. He also now has Alzheimer's. And so with that family medical history, the more I learned about plant-based and the power of food over our quality of life and what all these diseases that are actually lifestyle related diseases, how I could avoid them, uh, I was thrilled. And then my husband has, his family has a history of cancer. So when I learned about the correlation between diet and cancer, then I knew this was the diet that he needed to um, also be following. And then fortunately, our adult children decided to jump on the bandwagon and join us in the plant-based journey. And so then our three grandchildren now are fully plant-based. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to influence my parents, although 
they live in Nebraska. I live in California. When I go and visit them, you know, my mom just lets me do all the cooking and they absolutely love the food, you know, so there are some things that I've taught her to make that she continues to make. And I've just never looked back, you know, um, I was a yo-yo dieter for nearly all of my adult life. And once I was able to go plant-based and learn about, you know, ditching the oil and the sugar and the salt and just making really healthy uh, food choices, then my weight fell off. My, I've stabilized my weight. I've maintained this weight for five years now. And to me, that's like a miracle, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all about the food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a ripple effect that you started. And you know, isn't it just incredible that so many stories that I hear from people, they've been told by their doctors, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just genetics. But what I want to know about you and your personality, are you the kind of person that when someone tells you something can't be done, it makes you want to try to do that? Like, what was it that inside of you, you're just like, no, I don't believe that. Instead of like, okay, well, the doctor says this is going to be the way it is. So I'm just going to continue on this path. I just want to know, do you think it's a personality thing? Or do you think that there was something already in you that you knew that that wasn't the truth? Well, you know, about the same time, I had several friends who had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, And I remember sitting at, we were having a, a dinner party with, several different couples and we were all talking about it, you know, and I said, you know, what's going on that we have so many friends at such a young age that are getting cancer. You know, I remember my parents being my age and all of their friends weren't suffering from cancer back then. You know, is it something that we're eating? Is it in our environment? What's going on? And so I think I was searching and looking for something at the time, you know, I'd been slowly cleaning up my diet, um, kind of started in like my late forties, you know, that awareness that, you know, I'm not, I might not live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents are starting to have ailments. Do I want to have that? So I'd started cleaning up my diet even more, you know, getting rid of, um, more processed foods, trying to eat more whole food. Um, but I wasn't plant-based at the time. I was still, you know, eating a standard American diet. So I just, I, I think um, I didn't want to be dependent on medication, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just, I just had an instinct or a feeling, I guess, that there was something about lifestyle that needed to change. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and so then when I found Dr. Furman, then it was like, okay, I'm on to something. You know, somebody out there is already figuring this out for us. And then, of course, you know, I found Dr. Campbell and Dr. Esselstyn and, you know, and the list goes on and on. Um, And so uh, and I'm okay, I guess, going against the the norm. Um, I'm not necessarily a follower. And so maybe that was Mm -hmm. part of my personality that was an advantage for me. Um, I am a little bit of a people pleaser, but I really take a stand when it comes to health. I kind of look at, um, you know, I feel like my life really does depend on eating a certain way. 
And so just like someone who is, um, has food allergies, which my grandson has food allergies, you know, um, we'll never tell him to compromise and go ahead and eat something to be polite or Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I just take a real stand about this is how I eat. I don't compromise because I know that I need to eat this way for my health. I know my husband needs to eat this way for his health. And our children and our grandchildren need to eat this way for their health. And, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm okay being different than the rest of society. Yeah, no. Well, I'm so glad that you did take a stand and you tried something different. And the true test, of course, was whenever you saw your cholesterol go down, you had the evidence right there that I was right. There is something to do with what I'm eating that is helping my chemistry, my body get to a more healthy place. And I think that the experience that your husband had is so typical of what I hear of partners that, you know, are brought into this. And at first they're like, Hey, 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 don't try to tell me what to do. Okay. I'm still going to eat my meat. And exactly happened with me and my husband. He's like, I'm still going to do that, but you can do whatever you want at home. And over time it went down and down because it was inconvenient. And then finally he came to a place that whenever he realized he ate meat, he didn't feel good, you know, tuning into the body, just like your husband did tuning into the body and saying, you know, actually, I don't think this actually suits me. And that's the ultimate test of well-being is feeling how you feel inside your body after you perform certain lifestyle habits, whether it's diet, exercise, sleep, you know, you are able to tune into the body. So I think that some people, that's what they need to do. Instead of being told what to do and following some kind of prescription, they see how they feel after they do certain things. Okay. So let's move on to batch cooking and food prepping. So you said that before you had a food blog, which I didn't know. That's pretty cool. So you've been in this a while, but when did you learn how to batch cook and food prep? When did that start becoming a habit in your life? Well, you know, that actually started way back when my kids were young Mm -hmm. um, because my husband traveled for work. And so, you know, he was gone like Monday through Friday every other week. And so I started batch cooking way back then um, just to, you know, because I was home alone with the kids. And so just to make life easier for myself, if I discovered that, you know, if I was going to make, let's say, spaghetti sauce, that I could easily make a double batch of spaghetti sauce and freeze half. And then, you know, the week that he was out of town, it was pretty easy for me then to pull that out of the freezer. So I'd started doing it way back then. But when I adopted the whole food plant-based lifestyle, our kids were grown and gone. And I had gotten out of the habit of batch cooking because it was just the two of us, you know, so it was pretty easy to go out to eat or just make a simple, um, meal at home and not worry about batch cooking. But when I started the whole food plant-based lifestyle and making everything from scratch, I felt in the beginning, like I was spending all of my time in the kitchen Mm -hmm. every day, you know, making all these meals from scratch. And I thought this isn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love to be outdoors. I love to go hiking and biking and do all kinds of things. And I thought, you know, this is really cramping my lifestyle uh, for the fun things that I want to do. And so then I went back to my old habit of working smarter, not harder and doubling recipes, because then 
I only have to cook one time, but I get double the benefit. I only have to do the dishes one time. And it doesn't take that much longer to make like a double batch of chili or two lentil loaves instead of one. And there's so many things that you can freeze that you may not even know that you can freeze. You know, you can make a vegan cheese sauce and freeze it. You can make hummus and freeze it. It freezes beautifully. So there's so many things that you can make ahead and freeze. You can freeze them in larger quantities if you want, or you can freeze them in single servings. Um, And it just makes everything so much easier. Also, if I'm going to make a potato, okay, I love Japanese sweet potatoes and I eat one every day. Well, I don't need to turn my oven on to bake a Japanese sweet potato every day when I can make a whole, you know, like four pounds of them on the weekend. And so that's what I do. Um, I just looked at, okay, what do I eat for the week and how can I make that ahead? And so we do Um, potatoes and grains always on the weekend. Also, since I adopted eating a big, beautiful salad for one meal a day on Dr. Furman's recommendation, which I have been doing that for the past seven years, it's just become a tremendous habit. But I got really tired of pulling out all the vegetables every day and making a salad every day. And then my husband was like on board and he was like, well, I want one of those salads too, because that looks so great. Right. (laughs) And so I would spend, you know, 30, 45 minutes building these salads every day. And I thought, you know, there's got to be an easier way. And so I started prepping them on the weekend to get us through the week. And it works great. I have a video all about how to do that. And it's all about, you know, choosing the right vegetables, that um, aren't too watery so that, you know, the salad doesn't start to um, go bad on you before Friday arrives. And that was a huge, huge time saver and a game changer because I can make 12 salads for us in one hour. Wow. I know. Amazing, right? Instead of spending 30 to 45 minutes every day pulling all that stuff out, I get it out one time and then make the salad, put them in containers, put them in the fridge. And that ensures that we're going to eat a big, beautiful salad every day for one of our meals. It also reduces the amount of uh, produce that goes to waste Mm -hmm. because we have it already made. It saves us money because we're not, you know, throwing uh, produce out. It saves us money because we're not picking up takeout instead of eating what's already prepared. And and we love our salads. We look forward to having those salads every day. So I have a video that shows you all about how to do that. And I, you know, show you all the ingredients that I use and in particular, you know, what steps to take to ensure that your salads last long. And also I, I, um, I do use some romaine in them, but I also use a lot of dark leafy greens and I leave the romaine in um, a, a big piece. Like I'll just take the head of romaine and cut it in half and put it in the salad container. And let's say that um, I end up wanting to have something hot instead of something cold. I can take all those vegetables that I have in that salad container. I can put the romaine on the side and chop that up and have that as a raw salad. But I can also take all of that other salad ingredients and I can saute them. Mm. And I can 
have them as a hot dish instead. So I get double duty out of that salad mix as well. Um, and I tell you what, you know, which greens um, to buy. So that helps. Um, also, when I make, you know, any soup, stew or chili or a lentil loaf or veggie burgers, I double the recipe and then I freeze those. And a year earlier in the year, we were on a vegan cruise. I was doing um, cooking demonstration on the vegan cruise. And one of the ladies that was in the audience said, um, hey, you need to know about these super cubes because you like to batch cook. I was like, what is super cubes? And it's these silicone um, molds that you take. They come in half cup, one cup, and two cup. And you can put whatever you've batch prepped in them and freeze them. And they're kind of like, kind of work like an ice cube tray does. And then you can pop them out and just put them in freezer containers. And then it makes it really easy. So you can have, you know, two cups of soup or one cup of soup. Oh my gosh, that has revolutionized our freezer, you know, to do that. Um, because you can, if you don't have a lot of freezer space, you can, once those are frozen, you can pop them into like gallon size freezer bags. And the gallon size freezer bags, you know, don't take up a lot of uh, space in your freezer and they don't create bulk. And then you can just stack up all the bags and you can get a lot of volume in a small amount of space. And those have been so fantastic. So that works great. And you can do, you know, your lentil loaf. You can do individual lentil loaves because you can also put these in the in the oven. You can bake in them and you can do individual um, lentil loaves. So then, you know, if you only want to po- pull out two servings, you can do that. Or if you just want to pull something out to take in your lunchbox to work. You can do that and it just makes it super simple and easy. And so we love the aspect of being able to go to our freezer. My husband calls it our own fast food and where you can just go to your freezer and look and see, you know, what do we have? What can we pull out of here and eat today? Like marinara sauce, I make that in advance, you know, make a big double batch of it and freeze that. And when you first start doing the batch cooking, of course, you're not going to have a lot of stuff in your freezer that is prepared for you. But every week, if you just double every recipe that you go to make inside of a couple of weeks, all of a sudden you have, you know, six, eight, 10 different meals that are already ready and in the freezer for you. And that way you don't have to cook every day of the week, every week. Mm-hmm. So I tell like, a, a, you know, I teach cooking classes. And so um, one thing that I share with people is like, if take whatever ethnic food your family likes, Italian, Mexican, Indian, Greek, whatever it is. And, you know, one night uh, of the week, you can have Italian food. One night you can have Greek, you know, it helps with the food planning. Um, it's, and I think you only need to have like, make three different things for the week, right? And you can have each meal, you can have twice and you can change things up. So let's say you make chili one night and then two days later, you could take that chili, you can add some oats to it and you can make veggie burgers out of it. Mm -hmm. So you've revamped it or you can take it and put it over some baked tortilla chips and you can turn it into nachos. So you don't have to serve it exactly the same way 
the in the same week. But then you only have to cook like three different times, right? But you get more mileage out of it. And um, and then one night you can have leftovers. And that was something that I did when my kids were growing up too, just, you know, to help me with the food planning. And then you can, you know, we batch prep grains, quinoa, rice, oat groats. Um, we batch prep that and then divide it up into containers and put that in our freezer. And then we only have to make that whenever we run out, whenever mm-hmm. we're running low. And, you know, that just makes it easier. You can do the same thing with breakfast foods. So like our daughter has three small children under the age of four and they have oatmeal almost every morning for breakfast, you know, like Monday through Friday. So instead of getting it all out and making oatmeal every morning, she makes one big batch of it at the beginning of the week. And then she heats that up each morning, heats it up, adds some soy milk to it and, you know, any fruit that they want in it. And it just makes it so much easier. Pancakes, you know, on the weekend, they make pancakes. That's, you know, Saturday morning is the big treat to have pancakes. But she makes a quadruple batch of pancakes, right? And then freezes a lot of them. And that way, you know, there's nothing wrong with having breakfast for dinner, right? Especially like a lot of busy working moms don't have time to make, you know, a full on big breakfast in the morning. But if you have pancakes or waffles made that you did on the weekend, you can simply pop those in the toaster or the toaster oven and heat those up during the week. And the same with um, like making smoothies. She'll make smoothies in uh, a big batch of them. And there's some fun little containers that you can get that are reusable and they have like a Ziploc Um, pouch. If you think of kind of like those juice drinks Mm -hmm. that come with a little pouch, they're kind of like that, but they have a, like a little Ziploc at the bottom of them. And you can fill those up with your pre-made smoothies and pop them in your freezer. And Mm. then you've got them ready-made. You know, if they're going in a lunch box, they'll thaw out by lunchtime. They'll, but they'll help keep everything nice and cold um, until lunchtime. And that's a huge time saver as well. Wow. So many ideas. And I love you said the quote is you want to work smarter, not harder, because you are trying to every effort that you make in the kitchen, you're increasing your bang for your buck, right? So you're taking that and making it stretch out a little bit more. But you know, and I was going to joke around with you that you have so much free time now that, you know, your kids are out of the house, but I know how busy you are because I follow you on Instagram and you're always on the go doing stuff. So it's true that all of us could use more time in our lives. And it's just, it's just better to be efficient. You know, I love cooking. So there's definitely times when I just want to be in the kitchen. I want to make a long, elaborate meal, but that is definitely not every day. Okay. I might get that feeling maybe twice a month. But most of the time I want to get in and out, have my food and move on with my life. So tell me a little bit more specifically about your routine. Do you have a set day that you batch cook? Do you, is it like very scheduled or right now do you just do it whenever? Kind of tell me how you work it into your schedule. Sure. So, um, and, and we are busy. We're very busy grandparents and, uh, we we spend Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with our, our our grandchildren, and 
We also, you know, keep our YouTube channel and our blog going. And pre-pandemic, we were also teaching cooking classes and weight loss classes. Wow. And so our, our schedule was busier then, but we're still very, very busy. So I grocery, we usually grocery shop on Thursday um, morning or early Friday morning before we're with the kids. Um, but Thursday is, is a good day uh, also to grocery shop. And then I will um, batch prep usually on Saturday morning. I'll spend a couple hours on Saturday morning doing batch prep. And the main things that I want to always get done is one, I want to do the salads because I count on those. That's my lunch every day. And it's my husband's dinner. He, he prefers to have his salad for the evening meal. And so I, it's very important for me to get the salads done um, because we count on having those. So I do my, and I also bake potatoes because I do like that Japanese sweet potato every day. And I love Yukon gold potatoes. So I get the potatoes going first because once they're in the oven, then I don't have to give them any attention. So I go ahead and I scrub all the potatoes and I have a, a convection oven. Um, you know, a built-in convection oven. And so that's where, where I bake the potatoes because I can do three trays at the same time. So I'll do Yukon Golds. My husband loves the Stokes and the Hannah Yams. So I'll do some of those for him. And then we'll do, we usually do about three pounds of Yukon Gold potatoes. So get those in the oven, 400 degrees. The Yukon Golds take about an hour and the Sweet potatoes take about an hour and 20 minutes. You know, just depends on how big they are. But I get those going. Once those are in the oven, then I know I have a whole hour before I have to even check on those. And that's when I make my salads then. I get everything out, do the salads, um, and get those just as I'm getting those done and put back in the refrigerator. Because I, I, I make them individual, so I do... 12 individual salads for us, six for him and six for me. And I get those in the fridge. And then if there's, um, and then it's time to check the potatoes. Usually the Yukon Golds are ready to come out at that point. And then since the oven's going, if I want to oven roast any vegetables, then that's the time I do it because my oven's already hot, right? And so I'll either make like a I have a recipe for an oven ratatouille, a mm. uh, wide variety of vegetables. You know, um, it's just, it's wonderful. You can do so many different things with it throughout the week. So I can put that in there. Or if I want, let's say, oven roasted Brussels sprouts, then I can go ahead and do those because my oven's hot and ready. My kitchen, you know, I've already got the kitchen um, dirty. So why not? And um, And then if I need, uh, like rice. Um, that's my husband's job is to make the rice, but, um, and we make a full pot of it, right? Cause why not? Why not make, you know, instead of just making a couple servings, servings, why not make a full pot? So he'll do a whole pot in the, like the, um, pressure cooker of brown rice. And then we divide it up and we freeze it. And then we can just pull out, we do it in four cup containers and we can just pull it out as we need it. And oat groats, I love oat groats 
And I like to use those because, you know, they naturally help reduce your LDL cholesterol. And I actually use those in place of brown rice. And I'll make a big batch of that in my pressure cooker and then divide those up into containers and put those in the freezer. So those things we make as we need them, the grains, if we're out of them, then, you know, on Saturday, we'll go ahead and make them. But if we, you know, if we don't need them yet, then I'll just um, wait until, you know, if I, if I run out on Thursday or Friday, if I have time, then I can go ahead and make them. The same with like marinara sauce, hummus, um, any of those things, then we just make those as we need them. And sometimes, you know, I'll just make something like on, um, like on a Tuesday morning, you know, I'll, I'll think, oh, you know, we're out of taco lentils. You know, I'll just make a batch of taco lentils today because it only takes 15, 20 minutes to prep them, put them in the pressure cooker, get them going. And then, you know, I'm free to, you know, go do something else or I can go for a walk even because they're in my pressure cooker. They don't need attention. And then when I get back from my walk, they're ready and I can divide them up and put them in the freezer. Um, cheese sauce. I have a chipotle nacho cheese sauce, and my husband does make that every uh, either Saturday or Sunday because that's something that he loves to eat every day. And so um, I've assigned him that job to do that. But we divide it up into two containers: a container for him and a container for me. And, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that way, you know, otherwise he might eat it all, and I might not get any of it. I feel you because I live with three boys. And so sometimes I have to hide my food. Otherwise, I don't get any. <laughs> there you go. Because it'll disappear, right? You just I love it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to ask you about sauces. So now, um, and I'm going to ask you more about freezing stuff later, but sure. you said you freeze a lot of your stuff. Do you freeze the cheese sauce as well? Or is that one doesn't do well for freezing? You no, know, that one, we have never frozen it, but a lot of people who make that recipe have told us, you know, like people who are single or what have you, it makes a lot. And so, and they are batch cooking and they don't, I say, well, you can cut the recipe in half. And they're like, no, I've already, you know, I'm going to have the blender dirty and have to clean up. And so people do make it and freeze it. And they say when they thaw it out, sometimes it will separate, but they just put it back in the Vitamix mm -hmm. and blend it. And then it's fine again. And okay. so that one, because we eat so much of it, um, we, we have never frozen it, but, um, but like hummus, I make big batches of hummus and then I divide it up into uh, individual containers, half cup containers and freeze it and it freezes beautifully. And mm -hmm. so, and that's, you know, you can make all different types of hummus. I even have a dessert hummus, believe it mm -hmm. or not, on my blog that kids love, you know, and it's a great way to get legumes in them. Um, yes. because so many kids don't like beans, but it's a really good way because it's, it's kind of tastes like a snickerdoodle cookie. So it has cinnamon and uh, nutmeg in it. And, you know, they like to dip like apple slices in Yum. it. So it's great for this time of year too. Can I just interject really quick? Yeah. I want to clarify why kids don't like beans. Do you know why they don't like beans? No, why? Because we do not expose them to enough beans. So I'm doing an episode just on beans soon. And in the United States, we eat like seven pounds of beans per person per year, which is nothing. 
we eat like 200 pounds of meat or something <laughs> per person per year. So, so for those parents out there listening that your kid doesn't like beans, it's because you just haven't made enough beans. Just keep exposing them to beans and start young. I start my little patients on legumes at six months of age. And these patients that I've been having them eat beans, they are bean lovers. I am creating bean lovers. I want everybody to know that. <laughs> Sorry that's for my awesome. interjection. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that's awesome. So tell me, how long did it take you to find your groove to do this batch cooking? And do you feel like, I know you said you started when your kids were younger, but was there a time period when it felt hard to batch cook? Like you had to motivate yourself to do it. Did it feel like in your mind, like, Oh, I'm going to have to spend a couple of hours in the kitchen doing this. Or how was, was it for you always intuitive that you knew it was going to save you time? So you gravitated towards it. Yeah, I think, no, I've never looked at it like, Oh my gosh, I have to do that. No because I love it. I, I, okay. So yeah, I, I, for the listeners, I just want you to know her face just lit up. Like she <laughs> seriously loves this. Okay. Like she's not, she's not lying. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> no, I do. I love, I love the batch cooking. I do. Well, I do love to cook, but like I told you, I have, I have a very busy life and I have, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do and I don't want to spend all my time in the kitchen, but I want to eat healthy. So when I'm doing it, I, I am so excited because I know how easy it's going to make the following week, right? And I have a super sense of relief once the salads are done, the potatoes are done, and our grains are done. Because I know even if I didn't have that stash of food that I have in my freezer, I know even with just the basics, having the salads and the starches, ready to go, I can make meals mm -hmm. out of that, right? Because I can open up a can of beans and add to a potato and I can put some salsa on top of that potato and I can have a meal, right? So if I, I just have such a sense of relief mm -hmm. that I have that food done, I, it gives me um, calmness, I guess. And just, I, I know that my food is going to go well because I took the time to prep for it. And especially the salads. I love my salads. I eat those every day. I look forward to that salad every day. For one, I know that, you know, it's feeding my gut microbiome. I know that I'm getting tremendous amount of nutrients because it's packed with nutrient dense foods. It's also low calorie density. So I know that it helps me maintain my weight loss. And so it's just so important to me that I get to eat this way. And so I just take such joy in the fact that I get to make the food and have it. And I know that I'm going to have an easy week because I took the time to prep for it. You know, mm -hmm. there was that old say, saying, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Mm -hmm. And so I just plan on succeeding every week. And so no, I look forward. I look forward to the batch prepping. I'm so excited. I take pictures of it, you know. And I know. It. I see it. <laughs> I love. That's what inspires me. And I'll say, I share that feeling with you. I'm pretty consistent about at least making beans and grains on the weekends because I know that's going to help a lot. But I'll say that my favorite part of batch cooking is during the weekdays when you can pull something out of the fridge or freezer and not dirty the kitchen, because. 
the one of my pet peeves at the end of the day is not necessarily the cooking part. It's the cleaning part. It's like you did all your, you've worked all day. You're so tired. You're exhausted. You're mentally shot. And then you look at the kitchen and there's this huge mess and you just want to give up on life. You know what I'm saying? So like (laughs) my favorite part is like, it just reduces your workload overall because you have to think of your future self, right? Because most of the time when you're batch cooking, you probably have lots of energy and you feel really good, but just project to your future self at the end of a weekday when you're really exhausted, what can you do to help and honor your future self? Not only are you going to get a nutritious meal, just like you were saying, that makes you feel good inside. You're not going to be feeling like fast food yuckiness, you know, but then you're going to decrease your future self's workload, which is my favorite part. So that's great. For people that follow you and are starting this new lifestyle and are batch cooking, how long do you think it takes them to get convinced and to get their minds wrapped around the batch cooking? How long should somebody give it before they're just like, oh, this isn't for me? Oh, I think you, I think you have to give it a couple of months because it takes a while, one, to um, you have to figure out what is, what do we eat? What do mm-hmm. we retu- routinely eat? What can I prepare in advance? So that take, you know, that takes a little while. Like, you know, I had to just look at, um, okay, how many potatoes do we eat in a week? You know, the first time that I baked potatoes, I didn't bake enough. You know, I know like for the Japanese sweet potato, I usually have one of those every day with my salad for lunchtime. So that was easy. But, you know, I didn't really have a big uh, grasp on how many Yukon gold potatoes do we eat in a week, you know, so it took a few weeks to figure that out. The salads, that also was easy because, you know, I knew I ate one every day. My husband eats one every day, but it took a little while to figure out how much stuff to buy to go in those salads, you know, and so, but now I have that figured out. And the great thing about that is, not only does that save me time throughout the week for um, getting everything out and making salads, but it saves me time when I go to make my grocery list because mm-hmm. I know exactly what I need to buy to make those salads. And so it just makes it so much easier. Um, so I think, you, I think you have to give it some time. You have to keep some notes and note, you know, how much do, how, how many potatoes do we go through? How, how long does a batch of rice last us? You know, you have to just kind of keep track of things for a while, but pretty soon you get into a groove with it and it just becomes easier. Also, you know, we've kind of automated, I guess I want to say our meals. And so that makes it easier to, my husband eats the exact same breakfast every morning. You know, he has his oats with his berries and a banana. And, you know, because he does that, we know exactly how many oats do we need? How many bananas do we need? You know, um, blueberries, how many blueberries do we need? And so that makes it really easy too. Um, I I don't eat breakfast. So um, I just have to worry about uh, the salads and what I'm going to have for dinner. But Mm -hmm. see, that also has made it very easy because since I eat that salad every day for lunch, that's seven meals I don't even have to think about, Yep. right? Because they're the same every week. Now, the salad, what I put on it can vary from day to day because, you know, I'm not just eating the salad. I'm adding starch to it and I'm adding some beans to it. And, 
you know, different things, fruit to it. And so I can change the flavor of it, but the basic ingredients are basically the same every day. And so if you can kind of do that a little bit too, then that just makes it easier. It cuts down on the um, planning and it makes the grocery list is pretty consistent from week to week. Of course, it changes as as the seasons Mm -hmm. change, right? Because we're buying, you know, whatever's in season and the fruits change and some of the veggies change and, and a little bit of what we're cooking changes, the soups or stews or chilies, you know, that changes depending on um, whatever season we happen to be in. Yeah. No, I love it. And I, I love how you have this down to a science. And I am such a huge fan of efficiency. I love efficiency. I love essentialism. And I think most people probably don't realize that they eat a lot of similar meals throughout the week, no matter what. And so if you are able to quote, automate your life, it really decreases the burden of thinking and thought. You just, you have it down to your own routine. And so I feel like I'm very similar in my lifestyle. Breakfast is pretty much the same six days a week for me. Lunch is pretty much the same six days a week for me, but you know, I can change little ingredients, but the the kind of meal I'm having for breakfast and lunch is pretty much the same. So you're able to take that information and apply it and see how you can bring batch cooking into your life to decrease the burden of time that you're spending in the kitchen. So that's awesome. Let's move on to food storage. So with using this batch cooking method, it, like you were saying, it does decrease the amount of food waste, but food waste is one of those things that just like, uh, I just feel like so much food is wasted. I get really upset with myself when I end up having to throw away produce that I forgot about the back of the fridge. So give us a few tricks or tips that you've learned about storing food. I know you mentioned your salads a little bit, but how do you utilize your fridge, your freezer and your pantry to be more efficient and effective with food storage? Okay. Well, one thing is, you know, the more organized we are, the easier it is. And I would say that about your kitchen too. Like you were saying, you, you have a remodeled um, new kitchen. So um, if it's very well organized, then it's much easier to do your batch cooking. If you, you know, have a place for everything and everything in its place, then it's so much easier because then you know exactly where the tools are that you need to use. Um, Alphabetize your spices because then that makes it so much easier to find what you're looking for. You know, my husband put up these really wonderful um, racks for me in our pantry so that I have plenty of space to have all of the spices alphabetized. Also makes it easier when you go to make your grocery list because you can go and look and see what, what are we out of, what do we need? So that's very helpful. Um, and if you have Alexa or um, the uh, I think Google has mm-hmm. the the Google one, you know, you can use those to create your grocery list as so you can just say, you know, hey, Google add XYZ to my grocery list. So that makes it uh, so much easier. Uh, I don't keep a list on the outside of my freezer, but a lot of people tell me that they make a list on the outside of their freezer of what they have in the freezer, what they have frozen so that they can keep track of it and make sure that they use it. It is very important to label everything and date everything. And then when you put new things in, you know, pull the older stuff to the front of the freezer and and um, 
put the new things behind so that you're, you know, always rotating things because things can get freezer burnt if they get shoved in the back. When you're thinking about buying your um, greens, uh, I learned this tip actually from my daughter because, you know, she's very busy. She's a mom with three very busy little kids. And she said, you know, she got so tired of buying spring mix, thinking she was going to make salad. And then she wasn't getting salad made, but she didn't, you know, there wasn't anything else she could do with it because it was spring mix. And so she started buying fresh baby spinach and fresh baby kale instead, because if she didn't get salad made with that, then she had the opportunity to saute it or she can put it in the freezer and later she can chop it up and throw it in soup or chili or, you know, smoothie in a or in a smoothie. Exactly. And so that, and, and that was like a huge turning point because then she wasn't, um, wasting and throwing away a spring mix all the time. And that was a game changer for me too. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I stopped buying it and my salads lasted longer because Mm -hmm. baby kale and baby spinach don't wilt and go bad as fast. So that's, you know, that's a real uh, time uh, saver as, uh, not time saver, but a food saver as well. And then in your refrigerator, I buy the, there, I can't think of what the name brand is, but I bought it at Costco. They have them right now. They have a whole kit of these plastic containers that are for organizing your refrigerator or your freezer. And they come in a variety of sizes. And that is fantastic. Because like all of your little sauce and seasoning bottles and things can go in those. You can, instead of having to move all the individual bottles to get to the back to find the one you're after, you just pull the whole container out. They're also great for putting like your lemons and your limes and your oranges in. And, you know, we don't drink soda, but the one for soda works well for produce, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are really nice. They help keep your refrigerator organized. And, you know, if something, you know, does spill, you can take the whole container out, wipe up the spill, put the container back in. I love those. Those have helped a lot. The um, containers that the, like, if you're buying the spinach or the kale, those plastic containers that they come in, I reuse those in my freezer. I put them in my freezer and then the bags of um, frozen vegetables or fruits that I have, you can put those in those containers and stand them up. And that just keeps everything neat and organized. I have a video where I show you all of our pantry, our refrigerator and our freezer. So you can see, um, what I do, but that's very helpful. We also found that square or rectangular containers stack nicely in the refrigerator or the freezer. And, you know, because um, they're not round, they go right up to the edge of the walls of the refrigerator. You can fit a lot more in if you do that. And if you put everything in containers that have lids, then you can stack things rather than putting something in the refrigerator and it's just covered with like cellophane or left open, then you can't stack things. And so that's very helpful as well, because, you know, you want to utilize all of that space that you have in there. Um, If you have teenagers or kids in the house that open up the refrigerator a lot, 
Um, if you have a second refrigerator, more perishable things should go in the second refrigerator because every time they open up the refrigerator, you know, you're reducing um, the, you're um, changing the temperature of the refrigerator. Uh, and I, I, you know, a second refrigerator is phenomenal if you have the space to have one like in your garage or your basement. So what we do is we take and fill our refrigerator in our kitchen with all of the batch prepped foods. So all of the salads, the potatoes, the grains, if I've made beans, um, all of the batch prepped food and condiments that we're going to be using on a daily basis, those are kept in the refrigerator in the kitchen. And then in our garage fridge is where we keep the bulk items that haven't been prepped yet. So, you know, the big bag of spinach or, um, you know, the apples, um, that's where we keep all the bulk things. And that just works well for us. But, you know, but we're fortunate that we have the space that we can have that second refrigerator. You do need freezer space if you're going to do the batch cooking, you know, and I've, I've always had an upright freezer since my kids were little. Just that makes a big difference for, you know, being able to um, purchase things in larger quantities as well. Like we love shopping at Costco because you can buy big quantities of things um, and, and, you know, fewer trips to the grocery store that way, which is really nice right now during the pandemic, mm -hmm. I have to say. All right. Oh, those are excellent tips. I wrote them all down. There's so okay. many. <laughs> and I have discovered this just recently. I love the tip that your daughter discovered about the greens because that was happening to me. And I swear to you, I was crying every week. Like I did it again. Another box of spring mix gone. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. like, Why am I buying this? Because then I realized if I didn't use the spinach, I'm just going to throw it in a soup. Cause it's still yes. fine. If you know, it doesn't look perfect for salad, you can still put it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is genius. And I wish I would have known it earlier. So all of you listening, this is a really, really good tip so that you can make the most of all of that produce as long as possible. So, Oh, that's all, all wonderful. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about the freezing. So I get that you freeze stuff, which is great. I think we can use the freezer a lot more effectively than we do. But how do you plan to use that frozen food? Like if you know that you need more grains or beans or whatever, do you take it out ahead of time and let it thaw in the fridge or do you just thaw it straight from frozen? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, well, it just, it, it just depends. So um, like for the rice, when and my husband eats most of the rice, cause I like the oat growth. So for both of us, when we use up what's in the refrigerator, of oat groats or for him brown rice then we right then we go out to the freezer in our garage and we get a replacement container of it and bring it in and we put it in the fridge and then you know it'll thaw out in um a couple of days but it, so the next day if you need to go use it it's it's soft enough that you can you know get out what you want if and we do use plastic containers right now to freeze that stuff in and we don't put those in the microwave so if we want if we need to use it from the frozen state then we'll take and move it from the plastic container into a glass container 
and then we can, you know, heat that up in the microwave. If you don't use microwaves, you can heat things up in a saucepan on top of your stove. That works beautifully too. So let's say, so on the days that we go over to our daughter's house to help with the kids, I take my salad for my lunch, but my husband likes his for the evening meal. And so he usually pulls out a soup, a stew, or a chili out of the freezer. And then he takes and he puts it into a glass container. And we, you know, we buy these um, snap lock containers. Mm -hmm. So they're glass on the bottom and they have a snap lock lid on top. And so he'll take it um, in his, his cooler over to her house in that. And then the plastic lid can come off, but he can put the glass container in the microwave to heat it up. Um, because I'm not usually, I'm, I'm not thinking the night before, what am I going to eat for dinner tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I don't have to, because I have so much food batch prep that I, I just, you know, go into the kitchen at 630 or whenever, whatever time I get home and pull things together to um, make my dinner. If I, let's say I have taco lentils, I like to make taco lentils ahead of time and freeze those in like one cup. Um, containers. I will, I can pull those out of the freezer and I can have those thawing out in my microwave in a glass container while I'm air frying some potatoes that I'm going to put them over or air frying some uh, corn tortillas to turn into chips to make nachos. And so, you know, that's how I Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. And then, you know, I already have the cheese sauce made because he makes that once a week and I can make tostados or tacos or nachos or my one of my favorites is ponachos, which is, you know, um, like nachos, but using potatoes instead of chips. And so I just pull it out like last night. OK, I got home. It was about 630 when I got home from um, our daughter's house last night. and. I thought, okay, what am I going to have for dinner? Well, I had made garlic mashed potatoes over the weekend and a gravy. And I'm, you know, testing some new recipes for the blog. And so I had mashed potatoes and gravy. I had uh, veggie burgers that I had made and frozen. I pulled one of those out. I had batch prepped some corn on the cob in the pressure cooker. So I had that. And then I had some. Uh, frozen broccoli. And I just, you know, put it all on a plate and heated it up. And I had dinner in less than 10 minutes. I love it. Sounds so delicious. What about when you freeze your hummus? How do you thaw that? Yeah, that I will pull out. Um, like usually I'll just pull it out in the morning. If I, you know, gonna have that for lunch, I'll pull it out and I'll just let it thaw either on the countertop or if I'm taking, going someplace, I'll just put it in my uh, lunch cooler. And usually it's pretty well thawed out by lunchtime. And so it acts like my little ice pack in my lunch, and then it thaws out. And then you just need to give it a stir with Mm -hmm. a spoon and it's like freshly made. That's cool. I'm definitely going to try that because we go through so much hummus in my house with my boys. They love hummus. I can't keep up. So I'm going to batch cook hummus and freeze it and see how it goes for us. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how much time we have. We, there's so much to talk about, but before we get to the last part, what kitchen tools are essential to you? Okay. Well, pressure cooker. I love my pressure cooker. Well, I should say cookers. 
because I have like five of them, right? I know. (laughs) And so, and uh, Saturday we had, we had three of them going at the same time. Um, But, you know, I have so, because I batch cook, I like to be able to do everything all Mm -hmm. at the same time. So a pressure cooker is great because you can put everything in it, get it started, and then move on to something else. And it's not like having something on the stove that you have to keep stirring. A really good chef's knife. Mm -hmm. So I have a seven inch Wusthof chef's knife, and that is my favorite knife. It's not my husband's favorite knife, but it's mine. You know, because you've got to get one that fits your Mm -hmm. hand and my hands are a lot smaller than his, but that's my favorite knife. Um, And then the Vitamix. I think having a high powered blender is essential for a plant-based lifestyle. And then an air fryer. And I have the Breville Smart Oven Air. Me too, Oh, (laughs) it's it's the best, right? The best, yep. And yep. we use it every day because it's, you know, it's a toaster, it's an oven, it's a convection oven, um, it's a dehydrator, and it's an air fryer. It's amazing. And it holds a nine by 13 pan. It holds a 12 cup muffin pan. And so here in Northern California, it gets really hot in the summertime. And I don't want to turn my oven on um, always, you know. And so it's great because I can use it and it heats up in like five minutes, it gets to temperature and it doesn't heat up my kitchen because it's a small oven. So I love that. So those, those I think are essential. Now I do tell people that are starting out, you really don't have to have any special equipment to do this cooking or to do the batch cooking. You can do it, you know, if you've got a stove and some pots and pans and a good, you still need to have a good knife but you can still do this. These things just make it faster and easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about that. But you can still still get by um, if you don't have those. And then, so those would be, I think those would be my essential items. And then if you can have a food processor, I think a food processor is really nice um, to have. I have a cuisine art. Um, I think it's either 12 or 14 cup and I and I do like that. I also like an immersion blender um, because you can blend things right in the pot instead of having to transfer them to another blender. So it's safer because you're not transferring um, hot uh, liquid. Uh, so I think that that is a really nice thing to have. Um, I have a whole video on all my favorite kitchen gadgets and then my favorite kitchen small appliances, um, if anybody's interested. And then I have an Amazon store too, and you can get the link from my blog where, and I have everything grouped in there, gadgets, appliances, food items, all my favorite things. Um, because I, all, I love kitchen things. I love getting to go to like a kitchen supply store. Oh my gosh. It's the most fun ever. And all the little gadgets just make everything so much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so though, but those would be like my main things to have. And then if you, you can, you know, we don't use oil and you can water saute using a stainless steel pan. Mm -hmm. And I, I made a video recently showing people how you can do that. And so if you have stainless steel pans, go ahead and use them. And it's just a matter of not turning the burner up too high, 
you know, having a little bit of water or vegetable broth available so that you can put in there if things start to stick. But I actually, I show you how you can do it and without using any liquid and it, it works beautifully. Um, I do have, it's an expensive pan. It's called a scan pan hmm. and it's a ceramic pan and it works oh, amazingly without any oil. So I'm able to make pancakes in it um, without any fat. I can brown veggie burgers in it and not use any fat. It is an amazing pan and it's S-C-A-N-P-A-N, scan pan. And it's not Teflon. It is a ceramic um, coating that they've used on it. So, so that works really well as well. Um, but otherwise, but you can still like, you can use your broiler, you know, if you don't have an air fryer, you can still crisp things up and you can use your broiler. You can use your oven. Um, you, you know, there isn't really anything that compares to a Vitamix or a Blendtec high powered blender. Yes. You know, you're a blender snob like me. Once you, once yeah. you start using one of those things, you're just like, how did I ever use another blender before? But I agree that the number one, if someone is just slowly starting to add appliances and tools, that pressure cooker is a game changer. I mean, it changed my life because I wanted to learn how to make beans and grains just with a pot completely from scratch. I wanted to be able to do that. So I did, I was able to perfect the technique, feel like I'm a true Panamanian because until I actually practiced it as an adult, I didn't know how to do it. So I know how to do it. It's great. However, the ability to put stuff in there, set it and forget it, go about your day and not have to worry about checking in on it and not boiling over, getting too dry, adding more water. I mean, it's a game changer. So for all of those people out there struggling with their beans and grains, especially, think about investing in a pressure cooker, an, an electric programmable pressure cooker specifically, because I had, you know, the kind that you do on the stove too, and that was kind of scary. So we don't need to do that anymore. Now we have technology. We have the plug-in, program it, set it, forget it. I love it. So that's really great. All right, Tammy, what do you wish more people knew? I wish that they knew that our lifestyle choices and our daily habits have a huge impact on our health and, sub, uh, and the overall quality of our life. So just because you have a family history of certain lifestyle-related diseases, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, um, you know, whatever it may be, that doesn't mean that that's your destiny. You know, food really is medicine and food is powerful. And, you know, we've been witness to so many people who have completely changed their lives and their health just by the food that they choose to eat. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I, do, I do wish that, that people understood that and, and would learn um, how to eat properly. Well, thank you so much for setting the example and for putting so much work into everything that you share your Instagram, your YouTube channel, all the free resources you have available. You are definitely setting the example. You're providing the information for the people out there that 
are curious, that are thinking maybe there is something to what I eat and how I live, it's out there, people. So go find Tammy. You'll get lots of great resources. But before we tell you where to find her free resources, tell me what habit you're most proud of, how you developed it, and how you maintain it. Okay. Well, um, probably it would be my daily exercise. So uh, I started uh, exercising daily back in about 2002, 2003, I think it was. I was pretty heavy at the time. So I I started out just walking and I could only walk for 20 minutes and then I'd puff and puff, you know, (laughs) and head back home. But I kept at it and got up to an hour. And then I thought, well, I'm not going to, you know, walk longer than an hour. So then I just started increasing my speed Mm -hmm. every day. And so, um, and I've continued to do that. And then my husband and I got into hiking and, you know, we can go on like a 16 to 18 um, mile hike in a day and, you know, and it's easy. And so um, I'm just, I'm really proud of the fact that I've integrated exercise into my life and we go for a morning walk every day even if it's raining if it's raining because it doesn't snow where we live it but our winters are rainy but we will just put on our um, hiking gear for wet weather and we still go out and go for our walk and so and I've been doing that um, for years and years and years and and I love it. And I'm really proud of that because not only does it help me physically, um, but it helps me mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, in the wintertime, I can very easily start to have depression, just, you know, seasonal affective disorder. And the daily exercise just makes me feel so good. I get that release of you know, feel good endorphins. Um, also, you know, it just makes me feel good because I started my day out mm-hmm. doing something positive. So it kind of sets me up for the whole day, you know, wanting to continue that, not wanting to undo the good that I've already done. I think it helps me make better food choices throughout the day. And um, and I just feel good. And like, you know, everybody knows that we have this routine. <laughs> this is what we do. Um, you know, like this morning we went for our walk before the podcast because it's like, okay, how's our day look? Oh, we better get out the door, you know, and get the walk in before the podcast. If I have to make an appointment someplace, I usually make it, you know, a little bit later in the morning like this so that I have time to go for my walk because my walk is super important. Um, And, you know, and I, I incorporate other things too. You know, I have weights, I'm not as consistent with the weights though, because I don't love doing it. Like I love going for my walk because I love being out in nature. Um, but but I'm really proud of that, that I have done that because I was never an athletic person growing up. I was never into sports or any of that. And so um, so I'm proud of that. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you're, what you're describing is a keystone habit, which is a habit that allows all your other habits to fall into place. Cause you're saying that when you do your walk, you make better food choices, you feel better. I imagine it probably also helps your sleep, but another perk is that you get social connection. How lucky are you that you get to go with your hubby every day and walk with him? That's so neat. I love that. I'm going to start seeing if my husband will do that with me. Not sure if he can tolerate me for a whole hour of talking every day. So, well, you can. <laughs> you know what we do a lot of times is uh, sometimes 
um, sometimes we'll start out chatting and how our schedule is going to go and, or we might be discussing, you know, what we're going to do on our YouTube channel or what have you. But then sometimes we listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so we'll put like, we'll share our earbuds. He'll put one in his and I'll take one and we'll listen to podcasts, you know, like, like yours, or, you know, we'll listen to a YouTube channel and, you know, just to, cause we always want to be learning, yes. keep learning and reinforcing, um, what we know about the plant-based lifestyle. And so, you know, and that's double duty, mm -hmm. right? Cause then we're exercising, but we're still, you know, doing something else at the same time. So You're getting the so inspiration and the motivation along with it. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. great. Okay, Tammy, this has been so good. I want everybody to know where to find you. So tell me how can listeners connect with you and what products and services do you offer? Okay, so um, my blog is nutmegnotebook.com. And then we also have a YouTube channel, which is Nutmeg Notebook on YouTube. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And so on Instagram and Facebook, I usually post every week what I have batch cooked. So I'll usually post that like on Monday morning, what I batch cooked over the weekend. And then I will post throughout the week, at least like five days, I'll post what I ate in a day. So you can see how I've used that batch cooking food. Um, and then on Sundays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, my husband and I do a live YouTube uh, show. And so sometimes we have guests that we interview. Usually I have a topic that I like to talk about, and then we are open for Q&A. And you can either um, ask questions in the comments, or you can email us ahead of time at Tammy at nutmegnotebook.com. And then we'll answer your questions live on the show. So wonderful. I love it. Okay. Leave us with one call to action. What one thing can we do starting today to gain more control over our food prep and planning? Well, you can work smarter, not harder by starting to double recipes every time you make something, no matter what it is, double it because it's not going to take you very much more time to make it. And you'll only have to do the cleanup and the dishes one time, which I know, Dr. Yami, <laughs> that speaks to you. <laughs> Definitely. That is such a great place to start for somebody who can't like, they're like, oh, it's overwhelming. I can't do the whole thing. Just double what you're already making. I love that call to action. Tammy, you're so beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and for being so giving and open about this lifestyle and just giving us so much. So I appreciate you and thank you for being here. And I hope that you have a very plantastic day. Thank you, Dr. Yami. It was my pleasure. This was so much fun. Hey, veggie lover. I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day.